Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Perfectly Me podcast. This is your host, TJ Purcell, Mr. Purcell, People's Champ Purcell, uh, the People's Choice, Hype Man Extraordinaire, Concierge Service, whatever other nickname you want to call me. I think I come up with new nicknames every week, but anyway, uh... It's me. I am back. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a podcast to step to. Um, Had a little long break. I got some things I want to uh, put out there before, uh, you know, before we uh, exit here. I do know it has been a while, and I think a last episode that I gave out... It was, hey, we got something new in the works. We are uh, something different. I'll explain what we had in mind in just a second. Uh, But first, uh, it has been a while. Um, I did have that thing called bar prep again. As you remember from before, uh, there are two sections of the Florida bar. I passed one of the sections Unfortunately, I did not pass the second part of the sections, so the last 8 to 10 weeks or so, I've been studying trying to do that because, well, it costs a lot, and I don't want to take it a third time. The The retake fees are where they get you for the same test, even though you already paid for the first test, but that's standardized test. That's another podcast here and there, but... Most of my time was done. Uh, I was preparing for the bar prep. Um, Also, on top of that, I was out here doing, uh, basically just trying to expand the brand of the Purcell Project. Uh, Not only am I working the job that I have during the day, I was also, I have been tutoring. Also, um, expanding that tutoring has been going really well. I've been... Uh, you heard it here first in the talks about doing a third book to add to the bookshelf. Um, early, early, early pre-planning stages on those. So uh, as more information comes out, I definitely will let you, my podcast listeners, my most trusted listeners, uh, want to do right by you guys. I will let you guys know when that happens. And just, you know, just been overall... In the midst of all that, trying to be uh, the best husband to my beautiful, loving wife that I could be, as well as trying to be the best father to my children, and trying to be the best role model, life coach, counselor uh, that I am with other people. So, just just had a lot going on here. Uh, So, the other podcast um, that we had, so we actually did record a podcast and 
I will spill the beans on what it was. Uh, my wife and I, we enjoy watching old school hip hop videos. And when they come on MTV Classic Tuesday nights and Saturday afternoons, we enjoy watching videos of yesteryear and just looking at some of the fashions and looking at at some of the the scenarios and the moves in the music videos, listening to some of the lyrics, and we just had a good time uh, record uh, just you know commentating on that. And so the podcast that we did is the other founder of the Purcell Project, Miss Beautiful Cindy, and myself. We recorded us commentating over the video Shoop by Salt and Pepper, and it went well. The video went great. I finally got the software that I was looking for. Everything turned out right, except this one small, small, tiny little thing um, called copyright issues. I took copyright class, I should have known. But basically because, the for those who don't know copyright laws, so the video itself has a copyright, and then the music has a separate copyright. And so when trying to publish that on the Purcell Project channel on YouTube, uh, we got hit with a... Uh, really strict, this is copyrighted, you need permission from the people to uh, post this. So in trying to find the producers and MTV and all of that fun stuff, uh, it's just been very, very difficult to try to do so. So that idea is going to be kind of postponed. Now, Newsflash for some of you who do this, I have seen on the Facebook that some of you did as the person in question just has just walked in. Hi, honey. Hi. As some of you post on Facebook, I, I do want to just legally tell you that what some of you do are doing is not the most legal thing. By posting on Facebook, I don't own the rights to this music, and still posting copyrighted stuff, you're still infringing on the copyright. You're just announcing it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing anything to legally be able to use it. You're just announcing that you're infringing on the copyright. And so, because of that, I'm not going to do that for this video although I have thought about doing that anyway even though I just talked about not doing it because that episode was was amazing and the people need to see it so we're still trying to work around how to do that so that's where we're at with uh, the last podcast on there uh, since the last thing you know I wonder uh, I'll not a whole lot has happened. Um, you know, there's just been a Super Bowl sports related stuff. You know, let's let's talk about the Super Bowl. Um, 
If I told you Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, 50 Cent, all at the same place at the same time, some some of us people, uh, there was a there was a really, I don't want to say divided, but a good portion of the crowd liked it. And then some other people did not like it. Uh, there's some um, differences amongst the crowds. I will let you figure that out for yourself. But, hey man, hip-hop made it to the Super Bowl. Hip-hop made it mainstream. That, in and of itself, is a win for the culture. You had guys out there in Dickies... You had Snoop Crip walking. You had, uh, it was it was a fun time. And so, shout out to the halftime show. Shout out to all of those people that was on our Napster illegally downloaded music list way back in the day. Um, also, something else that happened: Brian Flores um, famously sued the. NFL uh, claiming uh, racist hirings, and that actually might be something that. Yes, that is my wife in the background on the phone. There might be some some racist policies in the NFL hiring. Um, that actually might be. A further podcast that I'll do later on. There's a lot of numbers and a lot of a lot of people who say that there's not, and it's 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 unfortunate. But props for him knowing that he was going to basically be blackballed like Kaepernick did and taking a stand, and then he actually ended up finding a job. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is when I have, um, you know, even though my family has done it, it's when I have turned the page and become a Steelers fan. Uh, as far as the NBA is concerned, we had a couple of trades. We had the big one, the James Harden Ben Simmons trade. Uh, perfectly made trade. Hopefully, it makes both programs better. It already looks like there's some payoff there for uh, the Sixers. So let's see. Uh, had All Star Weekend. Had the ridiculously terrible, crappy dunk contest. Which, you know, there, there's there's two big things about the dunk contest, and I understand that a lot of people want to see the oohs and ahs, but I have I have three main issues with with this. Uh, issue one: If you are more concerned about the actual dunks, then let's get actual professional dunkers out there. People like on Dunk League, people on the Dunk King, you know those people who can do all of this stuff and and do it efficiently. Number two, if that's not going to happen, then the other two main things, if you're going to use current NBA people for the dunk contest, guys, just make it on the first try. If you look at all the great dunkers that we've seen in the past, Vince Carter 2000, um, 
Jordan, 88, 87. Zach Levine, 2015, 2016. I'm even going to throw Aaron Gordon in this, not Ben Gordon. Aaron Gordon in this in the years that he should have won the dunk contest. They all made the dunks on the first try. If you're trying to do the same dunk three, four times, it gets tired. And then when it actually goes through the oohs and ahs, it just doesn't hit the same way. And then secondly, the main thing. Who are these guys dunking? Who who are they? No stars. No big names. No draws that's going to entice people to watch the dunk contest it's a bunch of rookies it's a bunch of other people and i heard jalen rose say this on the jalen and jacoby podcast shout out that the problem is how today's athlete is is doing business the stars who participated in the all-star weekend before you had Jordan and Dunk Contest. You had Dominique Wilkins, the human highlight reel. You had Kobe. You had Jordan in the three-point contest. You had Larry Bird, three-point contest. Um, you know, you had, man, just just going down the list, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, um, Ray Allen, all of these people, Hall of Famers, top 75 players all did these things and the problem with why people aren't doing them now is because they think if they do extra work there should be an extra check and because they're not getting paid they're not doing it to each their own but the quality has gone down because there's no stars to entice the dunk contest and if that's the case Something has to change. Um, I'll let them figure it out. But the last thing about the NBA stuff that's happened, man, Steph Curry, just uh, come on. 16 threes, pulling from the logo. Uh, and if you can see the warm-up routine that he did maybe like a week ago where he starts at the free-throw line, takes three steps back, and shoots every second and third step till he gets to the logo and then works his way back in and then finishes with a ridiculously high arcing finger roll. Greatest shooter to ever do it, just bar none. In that case, I also want to shout out Caitlin Clark, who in women's college basketball for Iowa, she is also out here pulling up from the logo. It's just incredible to watch. So big shout to her. But the main thing, the main part of this um, podcast in which I wanted to talk about is unfortunately one of the biggest things for me, um, no, not the war, that's, that's a whole bunch of stuff and gas prices, y'all can, y'all can have that, that's a, another topic for another day, but is the baseball the baseball lockout um, that has happened and, you know, people are kind of concerned about what this means and some of them have never seen a lockout before. And I just think, um, you know, th there's a couple of reasons why this lockout has happened. Uh, first off, the younger audience isn't used 
to a work stoppage such as this, um, the older audience, uh, we experienced this lockout back in, I think, 1994. Uh, the biggest thing from that season is uh, then Matt Williams uh, was on the way to break Roger Maris's home run record, and then because of the lockout, he did not have a chance to do so. And so the strike kind of robbed us of that. But some people just want to wonder, why, uh, how did we get to a lockout? And the biggest things that I can see from the lockout, and some of you can do more research and all of that um, extra social media scrolling that, that some of you choose to do all the time, is the biggest thing is that players wanted a free agency after five years, not six. I just want to reiterate that because people call players greedy. People call owners greedy. People say players should just be happy that they are earning a check playing a sport. But I want you to, to understand what is happening with baseball. You finally make it to the big leagues and you are not allowed to hit the open market for five years. I want some of you to, to go to your jobs and just think. You have signed a five-year contract where you are basically grossly underpaid for five years. And you can't, you are under the business's control of how much they pay you. No other sport has this five to six year window. Currently right now it's six years. Um, there's three years of arbitration and then there's, um, you get your rookie salary, then there's three years of arbitration. And then after year six, you're allowed to hit the open market. What other sport makes you wait six years to see your value on the market? Uh, NFL has the rookie salary, but even that's top dollar. Um, basketball, they have the Ricky contracts, but they can renegotiate there for for fair value of the performance. And the worst thing about the baseball contract is that there's a lot of big league ready players in the minor leagues right now. But the owners and the managers manipulate when they can bring these people up so that they can control the service time so that they can keep control over these players longer to manipulate how much they can pay them. And so if, if you're unsure of how this works, when the season actually gets started again, just look or go back in the past. Look at all, look at a whole bunch of prized recruits, prized athletes, uh, budding stars of the minor leagues who were uh, no doubt major league ready. Look to see how many of them get called up June first, which cuts the service time to the necess to the necessary time to not necessarily count a full year. Look at all of these September call ups that happen because that last month doesn't necessarily count for service time. Look at all of these different things and then just wonder, wouldn't you want to test the open market earlier if you've proven that? And why do these other people have control over when they can tell me when I get paid? 
Secondly, from the player side, uh, players wanted to play less games. And as some of you baseball fans will know, and as some of you who unfortunately never make it through a full baseball season because baseball's too boring, you're right. And baseball has much more game, many more games than the next closest, which might be basketball with like 80 plus. And so for baseball, there's a potential every year to play 162 regular season games plus 25 or so spring training games plus the wild card round plus a five game series. Plus the seven-game series for the championship, a league championship, plus potential seven World Series games. That's 182 potential games in a calendar year. If you average that out, that's about a, one game every other day. But as you guys know, baseball in the Major League Baseball schedule does not go from January to January. It goes from April to usually November. So you're thinking 182 potential games in roughly uh, 250 days. That is a very long time. So players did not want to have as many games. Owners said no because we're going to make this money. Because of, of all of this, um, and there's many other articles that have that can say this next point better than I can is that the middle class of baseball has basically disappeared. People only see the top values of, of the top salaries and they think, oh, baseball's running rampant. Baseball doesn't have a salary cap, so baseball is just out here getting paid all the time. Well, the top stars, yes. But what happens, just like in normal corporate America, is that people only see the top salaries, but they don't see what the middle class salary players are making. People only see the stars, but then they don't see how undervalued the other um, players are. The middle class is shrinking. And let me draw this analogy to life. Are you working, even my dog is happy about that, are you working at a job right now that the owner, the CEO, the big boss is making a ridiculous amount of money, but everybody else at the job feels underpaid? That is a scenario of what's happening for baseball. And to put this matter into even more of a microscope for you to kind of digest where the players are coming from, revenues in baseball are up. Revenue in baseball has been going up, but the player's share of the revenues has decreased. And so where's the money going? It's generally going to the owners who are not paying the players the middle class of the players, what they are deserved to be paid. And so, just like in life, owners, my dog is being an athlete right now, owners, just like in life, 
will figure out how to pay the workers more, or they should figure out how to pay the workers more in order for them, for the owners, to keep getting paid. Simply put, if you pay the help better, in turn, they will work for you, and in turn, you get paid more. But unfortunately, what has happened is the top 5% of people who own companies only want, they want to hoard money and don't want to pay the workers their fair, just value. And there's a lot of people who could understand and feel that way right now. Ironically, those people who hoard the money and those people who are saying, well, they're business owners, they're allowed to to pay what they can. They're allowed to charge um, what their value is for their work, which is fine. But then you get mad at gas companies for doing the same thing and charging higher gas. So you can't have it both ways. Either you believe in that form of capitalism or there's some kind of market economy that distributes this fairly to everyone. Can't have it both ways. And so with that being said, um, I think the lockout has... uh, think earlier today as I'm recording this I think I read that there might be an agreement on the table I hope so uh, we need baseball back uh, it is a it's a wholesome sport it's not America's pastime anymore but I think they're making ways to make it more fun and make it watchable and enjoyable and baseball we need we need to have baseball back with that being said, the next segment, as always, will be the Who Won the Week. And then after the Who Won the Week, we'll kind of uh, give a quick synopsis on what you can expect for the next time. So we'll be right back, and I will let you know who won the week. And welcome back to the Perfectly Me podcast. We will close this out with a Who Won the Week. Some of these might be a little bit old. I just haven't had a chance to record as quickly as I wanted to. But we are working on getting back to a regular schedule. Uh, as always, for those who are not um, not sure what this segment is, it's just I look at three different areas of, of people. We try to promote positivity here. Uh, three different aspects of what some people might have missed um, as far as who won the week. Uh, so coming in the first section of people who won the week, technically we all win the week because we get our regularly scheduled programming back. We get our TV shows back. We get our reality shows. We get our game shows. We get um, the Olympics has preempted a bunch of that. And we get our, uh, whatever your reality show of choice is, we're, we're big fans of The Masked Singer and other shows. Um, that comes back, so we all win with that. Secondly, 
Another winner of the week is Judge Katani Katanji. I hope I'm saying that right. Katanji Brown Jackson uh, being nominated as the first black woman to sit on the Supreme Court. That is an accomplishment in and of itself. So props to her. And lastly, I would arguably say the biggest winner of the week is the 4,000 students at five Chicago public schools. Uh, if you have not heard about this, um, these each of these 4,000 students all found out that their college tuition will be paid for. Uh, this also included in this is room and board, books, fees, and taxes. Um, and also, not just the students, but one of their parents or guardians also gets this benefit as well. Uh, big shout to Hope Chicago, which is launching this multi-generation scholarship program, um, trying to get those inner city youth to recognize college. And so shout out to who won the week. Uh, in closing, a lot of stuff has happened. Bars hopefully done. Not trying to take it a third time. And um, hopefully the lockout's over with. A lot of stuff in sports is happening. I'm trying not to make it a full sports podcast. But hey, I like sports. Sports likes me. And it keeps me... Um, it, 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 it's fun and it's light. And I'm here for the jokes. So next episode, stay tuned. Uh, I will say we at the Purcell Project, we are working towards... Uh, something big here in the upcoming weeks so stay tuned with that um, with that being said thank you for listening this is the perfectly me podcast brought to you by the Purcell project uh, like it share it tell a friend to tell a friend and we look forward to hearing from you next time